Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Delaney. So what? It's the Friday morning episode. It's the weekend coming up. We've got some predictions to do later on, Sam, and we have got some uh, Nations League predictions to do, seeing as the uh, Premier League's out of action this weekend. Uh, uh, and how dreary. The random fixture generator has come up with some cracking matches for us Great. to analyse with our, All right, maybe our not keen then. footballistic analytical eyeballs but we'll we'll come to them later on um yeah don't know what's going on with you anything a couple of notes? things have happened to me this week that are noteworthy good one is one is and this is the sort of thing that is like if anyone's gonna know this it'll be andy dawson so it's a bit of a shame that i'm telling you because anyone else would be well sam that's the best fact i've heard in months but you'll be can, like, oh, I yeah. Can, I can feign disbelief, if you like. Depending on how good it remember is. Ja- Do you remember Janet Brown from mm-hmm. the 80s who played yep. Margaret Thatcher all the time? Yep, I do. There was also there was also Faith Brown as well, who also did ah. impersonation. But she was a sort of a brassier version of Janet Brown. She was a bit... Ah, a bit okay. Yeah, I'm, I might I'm be getting gonna, them muddled up. I'm going to use the word tartier. Even though yes. that's not an appropriate yeah. word in twenty, you're not allowed to use that anymore. But, um, but anyway, but continue. I'm definitely talking about Janet Brown. Yeah. Do you know who she was married to? I think I, I probably will do when you tell me, but I can't think off the top of my head. Go on, P- Peter Butterworth. <laughs> Out of the Carry On films, right? The farmer from the Carry On films. The, yeah, Pan. <laughs> The one in, if, if you're not sure, if you're listening to this and you can't quite place him, if you've seen Carry On Camping, and if if you haven't, stop listening to this podcast, <laughs> right? Then uh, it's just really not for you. Go and listen to something else, right? Um, the yeah, he's the farmer who went who went Sid Boggle, yeah, or Vic Flange. I always get confused because he in what in 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 Carry On Abroad he's one name, Sid James, and in Carry On Camping he's another. So in one. He's Sid Boggle, and the, in the other one, he's Vic Flange. <laughs> like, I, I always get him more and more around. Anyway, whoever Sid James is playing in Carry On Camping, he, he goes and he's with, um, what's his name? What about a ghost, Sid? Right, his mate. <laughs> and uh, and, the, and Peter Butterworth is an unscrupulous farmer who's charging people to camp on his farm, isn't he? How he much is. of the site, how much of the pitch, mate? Panned. <laughs> how much do you use the toilets? Panned. What about parking space from a car? Panned. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Peter Butterworth has the cheekiest face in British history. You could, I, mm. I would, I reckon, right? But what a gigantic power couple Butterworth and Brown were in the seventies and well, going yeah. into eighties. Especially when Brown really hit a stride. Butterworth had had his his heyday probably in the seventies. 
But mm. then the 80s comes and suddenly Janet Brown is the world's most in-demand Margaret Thatcher impersonator. Yeah. Margaret Thatcher is like, she's box office, right? She's suddenly yeah. gone... She's, her career's gone stratospheric, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> she started a war. She shut down all the mines. Everything, right? <laughs> and uh, she's literally ruining lives over breakfast, right? Uh, off the back of four hours sleep. Everyone's the, the Thatcher's the name on everyone's lips, right? <laughs> Janet Brown's cornered the fucking market in impersonating her. But back home, she's with fucking Peter Butterworth, right? So... I've, I'm saying they're the fucking posh and becks of their day, pretty right? Pretty much were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be to be fair, to Peter Butterworth, he was in a lot of Carry On films, and he played lots of different characters. But then I've just said that he was the farmer in the Carry On. Yeah. He was the farmer in all of them, was he? No, but he was he was better. That's his most in memorable one. He was in loads yeah. of them, but he was better in Carry On Abroad because he played that guy who did every job in the hotel. Yeah. I've just been very quickly trying to look up the names of all the characters that Sid James played in the Carry On films. Would you like me to read yeah, some good. of them out here, Sam? Yes, definitely, yeah. Um, I'll read a, what, what We've got Carry On Cruising. He was Captain Wellington Crowther. Um, <laughs> carry On... Carry on. Did Len make up these names? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll start at the beginning. Ca- carry On Constable, 1960, Sergeant Frank Wilkins. Quite boring. Mm. Uh, carry on regardless, Bert Handy. Good. Uh, and then there was Carry On Cruising, so Wellington Crowther. And then Carry On Cabby, he was Charlie Hawkins. That's just a, an archetype of Sid James cutting name, isn't it? That's carry before on, they'd wore, that, that was an early Carry On, wasn't it? Carry On Cleo, he was Mark Anthony, who was an actual historical figure. Uh, carry On Cowboy, he played Johnny Finger, uh, the Rumpo Kid. Uh, carry on, don't lose your oh, yeah. head. He played Sir Rodney Fing, two Fs, I N G, and the yeah. Black Fingernail. Carry on, Doctor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, carry yeah, on, of course. Ca- carry on, Doctor. He was Charlie Roper. Mm. <laughs> carry on up the Kyber. Sir Sidney Rough Diamond. Good. They've <laughs> 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 not even made an effort with that one. <laughs> well, now, this character, what's he like? Well, he's a bit of a rough diamond in a way. What should we call him? Ah, I'm just call him Sydney Rough Diamond. <laughs> Don't even give him a fucking different first He's name. He's like if you were called Andy Podcast Man. <laughs> Podcastman. Uh, uh, well, oh, you remember we... that? Podcastman's are Podcastman. really good. Have you used that before? That's good. I haven't. Um, carry on camping, Sid Boggle. Yeah. Uh, carry on again, Doctor. Gladstone Screwer. <laughs> <laughs> Gladstone Screwer. Gladstone Screwer. Um, oh, lovely stuff. Carry on up the jungle, Bill Boozy. <laughs> carry on loving, Sydney Bliss. Uh, carry on, Henry the Eighth. Henry the Eighth. Uh, carry on at your convenience, Sid Plummer. Uh, carry oh, on, yeah. Matron Sid Carter. In, in this one, he's a plumber. Just call him Sid Plumber. <laughs> carry on abroad, Vic Flange. Vic Flange. <laughs> Classic. Uh, Vic, Vic Flange has one of my favourite ever carry on moments where he sits down and he's obviously married to Joan Sim, who's, who's a, you know, a, but when I was younger, I used to think, oh, she's a right pain in the arse, his wife. And now I realise Joan Sims is really nice. 
Yeah. Vic Flange is an absolute fucking cunt. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Complete cunt. But it's hard not to be enamoured with him, especially when you're younger and you first start watching the carry-ons, right? Yeah. So he's fucking... Do you know what he did? In this film, he's a, he's a publican with Joan Sim, you'll remember, mm. and he sets up a fucking holiday with his bit on the side, who's a bird who drinks in the pub, played by Babs Windsor. He is somehow... The balls on the man is unbelievable. <laughs> He has somehow set up a fucking, like, situation where his wife always says she doesn't like going abroad, right? I can't remember what it is. She doesn't like the food or something, right? Yeah. So he says, okay, I'm I'm going to go on a package tour on my own, right? And she sort of thought, a bit fucking weird. And then she finds out, because Babs gives it away, mm. he's, he's fixed it. So Babs is going to be on the same package tour, right? They're having yeah. it away. So last minute, Joan Sims goes, actually, I am going to fucking come. And Sid is gutted. So he finds himself on holiday with his wife and his bit on the side. But he has to, but his, his bit on the side now has to sit separately to them at dinner and stuff. And, of course, everyone else starts trying it on with that, which drives him mad. Anyway, <laughs> they're sat at dinner. One night, they get placed on a table in this hotel, which is run by Peter Butterworth, with... Um, what's the name? Uh, uh, Terry and June. June. Um, June Whitfield. Whitfield. June Whitfield and uh, Kenneth Connor, right? Who play mm. this sort of very uptight sort of middle class family, right? And uh, couple. And uh, and and so Vic Flange is trying to sort of give them a bit of banter, loosen them up a bit. And he says to her, <laughs> <laughs> he says to he says to June Whitfield, glass of wine. And she goes, no, thank you. I don't drink. And he goes, oh, strange. She went, uh, and, and and she goes, I tried it once. I didn't like it. He goes, oh, cigarette. And he gets out his cigarettes. <laughs> and she goes, no, thanks. I tried it once and I didn't like it. And he goes, that is strange. And she goes, not really. My daughter's just the same. And Vic Flange goes, your only child, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> and Kenneth Connor just pisses himself laughing because <laughs> he's sat there and obviously Carry On films being what they are the <clears> whole premise of that couple is she never lets him have it off with her yeah. which is basically the dynamic of every married couple in the Carry On films yeah. isn't it the wife just will not let the man have sex with her yeah exactly yeah I tell you what I've been watching we've got Kenneth Connor in uh, I've been watching uh, repeats on Nuclear Goal of Heidi High Heidi High is fucking oh. brilliant. I don't remember him being in it. I remember him he, in Hello, Hello. He turned up in the last series, I think, as the new children's entertainer on the campsite, because I think the old fella who was the drunk Punch and Judy man must the, have either died... The grumpy died one who hated or was, kids. Yeah, or yeah. was just, you know, unable to continue. So Kenneth Connor yeah. turns up as this... He's basically a tramp. He's a, a lecherous tramp. And he turns <laughs> up as the new children's entertainer in the last series. <laughs> But Heidi, hi. I, I mean, I'd forgotten how yeah. great it is. I, I used to lo- love it. I think a lot of the st- the jokes probably went over my head because I was just a kid. Yeah, and You watch yeah. it now and you get it all and it's so good. It, but then again, it was written by um, David Croft and Jimmy Perry who wrote Dad's Army. So, you know. Yeah, their ones are the ones that always say you have been watching, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So they did Hello, Hello as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean... It's a great premise, really, isn't it? I mean, all of their premises, you, you do, you know, setting one in a fucking traditional holiday camp is just a brilliant... I mean, you got because you've got everything there, haven't mm-hmm. you? you got it all. It's perfect for a sitcom. Hello, Hello was 
sort of like that all around the cafe during the French resistance. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, Dad's that's army is, in, is in the Dad's army's in the hall. Exactly. They, they just have one exactly. location where everyone so is they have trapped a premise together. Where you, Exactly, and you can have all different sorts of people all mixing yeah, together, rubbing up against each all. other. Yeah, exactly. Classes, um, nationalities. In the case of a low, a low, which is when they really got to go to town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Heidi High is so fucking good. Um, I've been watching them. Uh, the, we got up to Vic Flange. Carry on abroad. Carry on, girls. Mm. Uh, he played Sydney Fiddler. Yeah, and the premise of Carry On Girls is great. I don't know how how well this this film stands up now, but uh, local councillor Sidney Fiddler persuades the mayor to help improve the image of their run-down seaside town by holding a beauty contest. But formidable mm. councillor Prodworthy, head of the local mm. women's liberation movement, Prod- has Prod- other Prod- ideas. <laughs> Prodworthy. Oh, oh my councillor God Prodworthy. almighty. Is it, is, I mean, is that going to be Joan Sims or is that going to be... Hattie um, Jakes. Hattie Jakes, yeah. Let's find out. And the big reveal is June Whitfield. Whit- oh, perfect. Actually, Augusta she's the Prodworthy. best of all of them for that yeah. role. But playing yeah. that tight, she's just so good at that, isn't she? Yeah, it's open warfare as the women's lib attempt to sabotage the contestant. Sorry, sabotage the contest. So, a bit of feminism brought into Carry On there. Carry On yeah, Girls. Yeah, but completely to mock, I bet. Ah, and about this new movement. We yeah. should get that in the new film. I'm kind of keen to watch that one again, see how it played out. I've but, got uh, the lot on uh, DVD because oh, yeah. it was it was it, there was some mad sale like a couple of years ago, a couple of Christmas ago. I got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I haven't watched them yet. I'll watch them. They'll all be in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, so I, I have got them all, but I, to be honest, I'm a bit lazy with them because I go back to the classics and mm. I don't often go and like you know those later ones the the very early ones and the very late ones don't tend to watch yeah like once you go to carry on screaming carry on at your convenience nah i wasn't that into it but the one is you know you, you tend to watch carry on doctor carry on abroad yeah. carry on like the kyber which i've probably said before my dad is in as an extra oh, oh, my dad wow. was a film extra my dad was a film extra that. in in the uh, 60s and 70s as like a sort of a side hustle thing. Yeah. And um, he, there's certain films when we were kids, we'd know you could pause. There's a main chance I got to see my dad when I was a kid. <laughs> there'd be a Sunday the there'd movies. be a Sunday film on and there'd be like, pause this film. There's always be some films on it. And the, the two I always remember is one, you can't quite see him, but he is one of the geezers who lifts the kilt up and carry on up the Kyber. Really? You know, they all have to stand in a line. Yeah. And he shouts them all to lift their kilt. Uh, my dad's one of them. Wow. And Can't and he's help. also in a, a, a Western called The Searchers where he plays a drunk cowboy. Like, God. you have to pause and, like, look, he's in the background. It's one of those situations. And do you feel sort of a bit emasculated by the fact that you'll never achieve anything to that level in your life? Don't, but don't forget, mate, <laughs> I've told you before about that time I played a sound engineer in an Italian comedy film about the Beatles. You did, yeah. That's true, yeah. <laughs> do, you, so, do you get recognised when you go to Italy? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, I do. But I, I tend to sort of always wear glasses and a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Disguise yourself, good idea. The final one that we didn't touch on was Carry On Dick, where oh, Sid yeah. simply played, he played Big Dick Turpin. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Obviously, also, that's one of my favourites. 
It was one of those where he played two characters. He also played the Reverend Flasher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. St. James I've got more like I could do a fucking carry on marathon. In fact, I might. I've been trying to have a just rest week, mate. I've just been. I, put, I had a big list of things that I needed to do, but then I realised I just wasn't feeling quite energised or enthusiastic. I was feeling a bit flat. Now, I thought half of these things are just not even things that I actually have to do. They're things that I've invented for myself yeah. to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've got a bit of a tendency to do that. And then you think, and then I'm under loads of pressure and think, I've got to get this done. I still haven't got that done. I've got a deadline. And you think, you haven't got a fucking deadline. No one's expecting you to do this. This is something that you've invented. You might as well be playing fucking offices like when you were a kid with a Fisher-Price <laughs> office set. Making up projects. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before I create puppets who are supposed to be my bosses. Sorry, sir. I will have that report on your desk as promised by five. By by EOP. End of play. Going <laughs> oh, slowly People mad in lockdown. Like that, don't they? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. That happens out I'll there. I'll have that with you by EOP. Jesus yeah. Christ. Fucking hell. So, mate, the uh, Yorkshire Ripper's dead. What's the ETA on that? ETA, yeah. (laughs) TBC. The ETA is TBC, but I should know EOP. Yeah. It's the sort of shit that they said. That was like those two blokes in uh, Reginald Perrin used Mm. to do all that stuff, didn't they? It was a joke back then. Now it's reality. You mentioned the Yorkshire Ripper there. The Yorkshire Ripper's died. Uh, Mm. COVID. COVID got him, so that's one good thing Mm. to come out of the COVID thing. Um, mm, that, bit of a... that and they're not being football fan parks anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slight connection, I suppose, with Sid James, because there's uh, they were both misogyny. Um, no, yeah, nineteen seventies <laughs> misogynist misogyny, <laughs> and the Sunderland mm. connection as well. What's the Sunderland? Are you aware of the Sunderland connection? No. Well, Sid James died at the Sunderland Empire Theatre where what, he was appearing. He died in the dressing room, I think. But his wow. ghost, his ghost is set to haunt the Sunderland Empire to this day. What a ghost that will be! Fucking Sid James. brilliant! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women often feel a, a pinching sensation on their buttocks as they walk through yeah. the door. Yeah. So there's that, and of course the uh, Yorkshire Ripper investigation was seriously diverted to Sunderland after the hoax tapes were sent in oh, by some bloke in Sunderland. Tapes. And if you're of a certain age, you will know a family member who was questioned about the Yorkshire Ripper thing. Um, really? Everyone oh, got they, asked. They questioned thousands of blokes. Who was it? Did the they catch 70s. a bloke in the they end? They did. They caught him in about, I don't know, maybe it was about fucking 15 years ago or so. Because really? DNA, DNA technology. Um, so he'd, he'd sort of done it for Bantz, probably. He'd done it for Bantz. Yeah, it was a fellow called John Humble. That's just, that's just Matt and Bantz, man. I didn't it's not mean, even a big deal. Didn't mean it to get out of control. It was just a, you know, it was a bit like the phone phone calls that Noel Edmonds does on the breakfast show in the morning, where he rings <laughs> someone up and pretends to be someone else. I thought that's what I was doing. I was, it, was like, a, it was, it was, it was a homage to Noel Edmonds, really. <laughs> if anything, well, the, the way I saw it was, it was a very sad situation, and I was doing my best to make you know give a, a little bit of fun out of it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's let's see if we can make the best of a bad situation here and have a bit of fun with it. <laughs> but no one thanked me. Quite the opposite. So, so yeah, so the entire West Yorkshire Police 
diverted their investigation. And I mean, they said that it probably led to the deaths of at least three or four more women because they were focusing on Sunderland. Well, look, I don't know t- a lot about the case, but I would say that sounds to me a little bit like an, a convenient excuse for the old bill. Well, if you've seen documentaries about the investigation, it was so fucking shambolic, it's untrue. Exactly. It was, it was Like, if they fucking knew what they were doing, they wouldn't have been fooled by some fucking prankster, would exactly. they? Exactly. This fella sent a tip in and they just took it at face value and went, oh, this must be him. Oh, he well, sent we've got a fucking in. divert all resources <clears throat> there. And then it's convenient for them hmm. when loads of other people get murdered to go, oh, well, we would have caught him by now if we hadn't ended up in Sunderland. You silly cunts. I think this. I think they said there was one or two bits of information in, in the tapes that, that hadn't been public domain or something, which made them think that it was legit. But I think he just kind of looked upon them. Fluked. And, and just, yeah, yeah, just fluked it. But the, the fella that did it, this John Humble fella, he was basically, he was he was just an uh, unemployed drunk. Mm. And he'd been arrested <laughs> for something about for 15 years ago. And then they took his DNA, obviously, as they did then, but they still had the envelope with his saliva on that he'd sent the tapes oh. in. Uh, and it sent letters as well, I think. So that was still on file. So mate, it just matched up the DNA. Are you, mate, are you the fella that led the funny phone calls pretending to be the Yorkshire Ripper? Aye, that was me, yeah. <laughs> Basically, well, fucking yeah. hell, man. We've been looking for you for like 30 <coughs> years, like. Yeah, that well, wasn't fair. <laughs> I felt that I got a bit of a bad rap off of that, if I'm honest. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. As I've mentioned before, a good mate of mine used to effectively be the press officer for Peter Sutton. Oh, yeah, of course, when he was in like Broadmoor. Because he, yeah. he, he, was, he was like the head, head of communications mm. at Broadmoor. And so, obviously, this morning I was in touch with him going, you know, Sutcliffe's dead. Mm, and thoughts. Uh, <laughs> thoughts, yeah, thoughts and prayers are with you, mate. I know he was a good pal. <laughs> I basically did write that, to be I honest. I didn't mean like that. I mean, what are your thoughts? But, you know, if that's what you said to him, then that's fine. Yeah. No, he actually came up with a good one because he wrote Yorkshire R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's good. Quite good. Yeah. Anyway... Um, it put me in mind of what he told me. Again, probably said this, but um, how 
every year at Christmas, <laughs> the son used to make someone ring up Broadmoor, regular as <laughs> clockwork, and go, is it true that all of the prisoners, including Peter Sutcliffe and all the other fucking nutters, <laughs> right, right, we would, they all get lovely Christmas dinner with all the trimmings, all the trimmings. <laughs> Critters. What's that mean? What's what's all the trimmings? Uh, trimmings, yeah. Oh. You know what I think when I hear all the trimmings? <laughs> I know this trimmings? isn't it. I know this isn't it, but what I always think of, for some reason, a picture in my head, is, you know those little things? You know when you've got a roasted chicken or turkey? Mm. You know there's, like, little white paper things that look like chef's hats? <laughs> they go on the legs, yeah? Yeah. Whenever I hear all the trimmings, that's the what trimmings. I picture. Yeah. I think, oh, because that's, like sort of, that, that's, like, symbolic of the fanciest type of meal you can get. Yeah. No, you just I... put a turkey on the table. Yeah, it's pretty good. Put the little paper hats on its legs. Whoa, yeah, fucking yeah. hell. And also... That's some, all the trimmings. Some tinsel around the inside of the table. Lighting yeah. the inside of the table. That's the trimmings. So they, yeah. they go, they're getting all that. We're never even going to have them little paper hats on the legs of the turkey. Is it true? <laughs> right? And they even read out a menu. They go, this is the menu we see. Luxury M&S <laughs> Christmas pudding with brandy. Brandy butter. Sauce. This is the menu what we've made up. <laughs> yeah, no, but that was it. They would make up a menu that was yeah. just insane. Like, prawn yeah. cocktail with king Mediterranean prawns <laughs> and luxury Portland and Mason <laughs> Mary Rose sauce, right? All this stuff. And I'd go, um, right, well, we're going to read it out. And he would have to say that my mate, the press guy, because it was just the policy of, of, of mm. that they had there, was we, we, he couldn't deny it. He'd go, as you know, we do not ever comment on anything mm. to do with our patients mm. or inmates or whatever they called them here. So you're refusing to deny it then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my mate would always go, listen, mate, I know you're going to print it either way. Uh, I know that's what this phone call is about, so you can at least say that you've given us a right to reply. But as usual, you know, regular clockwork, as usual every year, no comment, right? Mm-hmm. So they go, oh, thanks very much for your assistance. <laughs> right? And then it would be like a massive story every year. Yeah, and they'd yeah. mock up yeah. a picture. It'd say at the bottom, what the, what the, what the meal that, that monster Peter Sutcliffe might be yeah. tucking into on Christmas Day yeah. may look like. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd ring up in June and uh, it would be, yeah, we've heard that they're all having a sports day on Saturday. <laughs> And, 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 and the sun shine. The sun's going to shine. We've looked at the forecast, and we've heard that they're all going to get medals because that's how it is these days. Because you regard them all as heroes and winners. And well, we heard that they're having a special barbecue at the end. We like baggers, chops, burgers, everything. All and the, the barbecue trimmings. was going to be done by Sam Fox and all the other page three girls that you were paying to go and cook all the burgers and that. And they're all going to be in bikinis. <laughs> Except you're not paying for it. We are. You're taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, once again, Mr. Pigface, uh, we cannot offer any comment. Thank you very much for your assistance. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as I told you before, I used to work for the Sunday Sport. And like the editor once said to me, you know, he says, we, when it comes to people like serial killers and murderers, we can just make up anything we want and put it in because they can't lie they can't sue us for libel because yeah. for suing mm. someone for libel there's got to be reputational damage and there could yeah. be no greater reputational damage than kill 13 women being a serial killer so yeah 
it's open season on them. But uh, yeah, yeah, fills but the papers, doesn't you know, it? Why? I suppose people like reading like lies about serial killers. Well, of course, you do. People just like reading fucking tittle tattle and gossip about anyone noteworthy, don't they? They print more well, if you they know, get away with it. That's true. But with 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 me personally, I'm scared of the the um, murdering community, right. and so I I try not to read about them much because it just shits oh, me up. You're, a bit. you're not scared of them actually coming and murdering you. You're scared of just them uh, as an entity. Just yeah, just as an entity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Their obviously, existence. I've had my dealings with murderers, most you notably have, yeah. the Sky Murderer the from Sky Liverpool, murderer. who plagued me for quite a few years. He's still fucking. He's still at large as well. So I, I always, I shouldn't talk about him so much, just in case he does come and murder me. But yeah, you know, I've had my dealings with murderers, and some of them, some of them could have scold. Yeah, I mean, they're no, they're no problem at all. They don't give me a moment's trouble. My <laughs> attitude is, you treat them with respect, and they'll not murder you. But you know, that's not <laughs> always been the case, I suppose. But I just take murderers as I find them. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't like reading about the old murderers and stuff. I started watching that thing that you recommended, the David Tennant thing, where he plays what's his name, and uh, Dennis uh, Nielsen. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I could see it was really well made, and and David Tennant was inc- fucking really good in it. I mean, it was hilarious. Well, that was the best bit <laughs> it was about a- it was was Tennant's portrayal yeah. of him. Yeah. I mean, it's the way that when they get in his house, he just doesn't. The bit for me. I mean, I, I think I got two episodes in there. I thought, oh, I can't stomach this, right? Mm. But I like it when he first comes home, the, the uh, undramatic way that he is arrested yeah. when he comes home. and it, <clears throat> But the bit that I don't know if a lot of people noted, but I fucking did. You know what? The, and there's not enough made of this, but I, I'm going to do a bit of Googling about it. He's wearing a fucking Spurs shirt. It was in North uh, Spurs scarf. It's in North London as well. And he comes home, he's Scottish, but he's wearing a fucking Spurs scarf. Hey? Don't worry about that. Fucking speaks volumes, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? I don't know whether the director was, was Arsenal or West Ham or Chelsea or something, and they just stuck it on there for a laugh. Put that on him. Put that on the cunt. Yeah, everyone will know he's fucking Tottenham. Was he Tottenham? I fucking know. Doesn't matter, Probably. Does it? It's the sort of thing I can imagine fucking Spurs doing. (laughs) Chopping geezers out and sticking them down a bog. Classic Tottenham. Right. um, And, uh, yeah, but he goes, they go, right. They just go, fuck's sake, mate. Where's the body? And he just goes, oh, it's in there. I I, I killed him. Uh, Yeah, I killed him. Uh, But he he was nice. But in the end, I I bashed his brains in. Mm. Like that really like sort of thoughtful. Like, if I'm honest, I I don't know why. Is it quite interesting, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It was good. It was good, but I couldn't handle it because I start to get a bit scared. Well, I think there's a rash of those sort of things now. There's going to be another one Mm. about... uh, uh, I can't remember which one it is. I think they did a one where Martin Clunes played the detective that caught Levi Belfield, and they're going to do a follow-up to that with Martin Clunes playing the same detective again. So it's well, kind of like someone you know, else did he? I what? So they go a, a from different, fact a different to fiction. Murder investi- no, it's going to be another murder investigation that he covered. This mm. detective, this real-life mm. detective. It's almost like you're turning him into Inspector Morse or something, but with yeah. real-life cases. And it's like, yeah, all right, we fucking, you know. Write some new stuff, you cunts. But, like, Levi Belfield, he, he, like, killed a child, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nah, I can't yeah. be watching shit like that. It just freaks yeah. me out. Fair enough. Um, Let's do some predictions instead, shall we? 
Yes. Or were you about to yes. say something else there? Oh, just quickly, I was going to tell you about me. I gave my daughter a lift to school this morning. Right. And I always do it in, like, in a spirit of being a nice, kind dad. Once in yeah. a while, I'll surprise her. when I can see she's rushing in the morning. Um, but I always regret it because she is mean to me. She bullies me, as we've yeah. discussed. I know, yeah. you know, she'll bully me all the way there in the car. She'll probably, res- she probably respect you even less because you've... Giving her a lift. I think that's true. She's <laughs> pathetic. Mum would never give me a lift. That's why I respect yeah. her. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, would you like a lift, darling? <laughs> right. She goes, she, various power plays she did, but then you hear yourself and you hear what a prick you are and you kind of dig yourself. As a dad, you can dig yourself deeper because they don't seem to respect you much and they you can see they think you're a prick. And then then you start saying things to ingratiate yourself and as you say them you can hear yourself and think fucking hell I'm making myself into even more of a prick mm-hmm. the classic this morning was I was thinking I was thinking in my head just don't talk if you don't talk and you remain silent she can't say anything to you mm-hmm. do you know what I mean if you open your mouth she's got you because whatever comes out of your mouth she'll pounce on <laughs> and bully yeah. you for it <laughs> yeah. so if you just stay quiet yeah. right and, and clearly one of the reasons she thinks I'm a prick is because she thinks I talk too much, which is, I think, most people would agree with, right? That is one of the things that makes me a prick, right? <laughs> and uh, and she's... Uh, so I'm trying to keep shtum, and she's scrolling for her phone. She won't let me have the radio on, right? She doesn't mm. like six music. She thinks it's awful, right? And uh, so she puts her own music on, and she's scrolling through on the iPod, and she goes... Just don't like any of my music at the moment. I just really going through one of those phases where I just just don't really like any of it. Nothing's really catching me. And I just said, sort of almost dreamily, Andy. Like I'd obviously I was daydreaming, and I was just out of nowhere. I, just, I don't know why I said that. I just went, to be honest, you should just start listening to reggae. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Do, why should she start listening to reggae? I don't know why I said it. Oh, yeah, she probably just start listening to reggae. To be honest, you know. What? So it's the it's the obvious next stage. And then right? What happened? Did she just ask to get out of the car? No. Just she me just here. looked. No, she's got this thing where she goes to me. This is how extreme the bullying is. She says to me, "Get out," and I'm driving the fucking car, and I go, "What?" She goes, get out of the car. I go, it's my car. She goes, no, it isn't. Not anymore. Get out. Right? <laughs> I go, how will you get to school? She goes, that's my business. <laughs> get out of the car. Get out of the car is like her almost catchphrase yeah, in the car. It's good. But the that. other thing she Strong. does is uh, she does an undermining thing where she she never will call me dad. She only calls me Sam. This started right. about a year ago. Right. And it's a fucking really great, fairly subtle power play. Yeah. And as I dropped her off, as I approached school, you see more kids and the teachers and stuff, and I start doing a running commentary. Like, I'll go like, oh, look at that cunt over there, thinks he's hard, or something like that. Yeah. Th- then I saw a girl that she knows who I know she's not that keen on. So I t- pretend, not for real, pretended as if I was going to wind down the window and go, oi, you twat, like that, right? <laughs> and she's just gone, Sam, can you just stop... <laughs> You don't have to comment on every single person Sam. or thing you see. And I go, look, I said, look, the windows are up. No one can bloody hear. And she goes, 
I can hear Sam. I can hear. And then she just got out of the car and fucked off. She has absolutely got you in her back pocket. She got me by the fucking bollocks. <laughs> Goodbye, darling. And I'm like this. Goodbye, darling. Have a nice day. I love you. And she'll just roll her eyes at that. Yeah. Like, next time, Next time you ask her if she wants to lift, she'll just say, I don't think so. Not after yeah. the last time. <laughs> it happens every time. I'd rather she be late. Start, to be honest, you should just start listening to reggae. Although, to what? be fair, to be fair, that's a sentence you can use in almost any given situation. Yeah, to be it's honest, true. you should just start listening to reggae because that's going to make everything. I, I better. sort of meant it, but it, it, to her, it would have sounded really try hard. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you should uh, be like me and get really into reggae. Uh, if you want, I'll make you a playlist on Spotify <laughs> with some of the old stuff. <laughs> Get out of I'll the start you off with a beginner's one and then we'll uh, work up with some pretty obscure stuff like Dutch reggae. <laughs> That's when you get really deep. Get into the Dutch reggae. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, predictions, yeah? Yeah. Here we go. We'll wrap through these as quick as we can. Um, first one from the random fixture generating blob, Latvia. Our friends oh, in Latvia. The Latvians. And they're up I against the Faroe. Some loyalty to those they're lads. up against the Faroe Islands. What do you reckon? Uh, I'm gonna go 3 0 Latvia. 3 0 Latvia. I do, I get, we ride those Latvians who work for us quite hard, to be honest. We do. Like we made them carry on working through COVID and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. Well they volunteered, didn't they? Can I say 3 0 as well? Just a bit of solidarity. Oh, with and the just while there. we're on the, the Latvians, just uh, if you saw the newsletter which went out today, you'll see that there is some new um, ready-to-wear items from Fuck our fashion up. label House of Cunts um, <laughs> that the Latvians have made. Uh, okay. One is one is Fire Knows No Boundaries, hey. and the other one is I Am the Spirit of Dark and Lonely Water. They're both ah. beautiful items. Uh, they help you remain safe and vigilant too. Okay. And you can get T-shirts or hoodies in several colours. Whoa, I'm going to stock up on them. Right, what was the second game? Um, Turkey versus Russia. I'll go first on this one. I know. Spicy. 1-1, uh, I reckon. I know now about it. I reckon I'm going to say 1-0 <clears throat> Turkey. And All the right. aggro is going to be absolutely like, first class. Kick, kick the foot right off. You think yeah. that's going to be aggro? Get a load of this. Albania versus Kazakhstan. Oh! oh the big one. 2-1 Albania. Ooh. Love the Albanians. I was in Albania once, watched West Ham beat Man U in a fucking really rough bar in the middle of Tirana. And when, when West Ham scored the winning goal, I stood up and knocked a table over a beer on. And all of the fucking terrifying blokes looked around and started applauding and dancing. <laughs> I think they just thought it... They thought it was hilarious that there was an English person watching this game, but that he didn't support Manchester United. <laughs> also, that they, you'd brought chaos to the scene. <laughs> yeah, they were all watching this game, like, in Manchester United versus some other fucking team, right? <laughs> uh, he's English, he must support Manchester United, and they go fucking mad that the other team have scored. They loved it, yeah, they, they enjoyed the chaos. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Portugal versus France, which is a proper match. Um, I'll go first on that one. Portugal versus France. I reckon that will be 2-1 France. That's a high-class match. I'm going to say 2-0. 2-0. Malta versus Andorra, finally. What do you reckon? Again, been to both those places, Malta and Andorra. Had a much better time in Andorra than Malta. 
But okay. let's be honest, there's no way Andorra are going to get a result. So I'm going to say Malta 3, Andorra 0. Malta 3. Going with your head rather than your heart there. Um, it is, yeah, I hated Malta. It was shit. I'm going to go. I went to Malta. It was all right. But I think we've just done a beach for the entire time. I had to be there for work. That's what oh, made it fuck shit. That. Yeah. Um, you said you said Malta 3, Andorra 0, yeah? Yeah. Right, I'm going to go 2-0 to Malta for that one then. That's it. That's the predictions. Um, before we go, we'll just quickly mention a couple of podcasts that we were associated with. I'd like to oh, big yeah. up the latest episode of Beans on Toast, which yeah. I do with my son because we've uh, we've unboxed a PS5 controller in the latest oh, one. Oh, have you most... got a PS5? No, we've just got the controller. <laughs> the PS5's not out till next week, but we've got the controller. Apparently, if you point a PS5 controller at a PS4, the PS4 will upgrade. Oh, right, it'll just, like, regenerate. You like can Doctor still Who. play it as if it's, yeah. A, yeah, as if it's a PS5. Oh, we ain't got a yeah. PS4 either. Was it worth the next part? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, it yeah, we've, be, done, yeah. We've, we've done an unboxing on a podcast, an unboxing of something you can't actually see or watch us do. Uh, and the great. other one is uh, Alan Johnson's new podcast, which is, what's it called again? Alan, it's called How to Change the World of Alan Johnson, and it's him in convert. It's Alan Johnson, who is a, obviously a great man, mm-hmm. very interesting, very smart, just brilliant. And it's him sort of chatting with interesting people, smart people. And he talks them about their lives and careers, but then he also asks all of them for one idea, which could be big or small, that mm. could change the world. Right. And they outline that. And uh, the first couple of episodes were with politicians, but the, the one out right now, the third episode, is with the comedian Stuart Lee. And it is really great. If you like this podcast, I think you'll like that series particularly that episode mm-hmm. and there's other interesting ones coming up he does one week he's doing james dean bradfield from the uh manic oh, wow. street preachers nice one yeah. well that'll be good i'm gonna listen to that today while i walk the dog so there we are and just just uh quickly you've made me think now i want to now copy beans on toast and do unboxings the question is what we're going to unbox well over to you listeners we all remember our mate who sent us all that free coffee and shit Right, if you're listening, mate, we could do with a refill. So you know, give, drop us a line. If not, if you run a small business, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're making an item that we might enjoy, send it to us, and we will unbox the cunt on air for you. Yeah, but it's got to be good. Dive. It's got to be yeah, something good. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But then All again, right. good to us is most stuff that's free. So. I mean, we're going to do, we're planning to do more unboxings on beans on toast, but we're just going to buy our own things because we don't have that kind of influence. Because <laughs> then you don't, feel, then you're more like, what's his name, that travel editor? Simon Calder. Yeah, <laughs> pays for his own holidays, the fucking mug. He never goes anywhere, the cunt. Right, <laughs> that's it from this one. Thanks very much. Have a good weekend, everyone. Take the FN, dickheads. See ya. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. 
Invesco Distributors, Inc.